Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Business Builder Show, where our mission is to bring you champions in the respective industries from all over the planet. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that in turn inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to find out how to juggle growth, grit, and greatness in business, and Hope Horner is going to show us exactly how to get that done. Now, she's a three-time entrepreneur that's been featured in the Inc. Top 25 Entrepreneurs to Watch, Entrepreneurs 11 Marketing Experts that Could Change Your Business, and Pepperdine's 40 Under 40. She's a regular contributor at Entrepreneur, Forbes Magazine, and multiple other publications, and where she shares her startup insights and scalable solutions. She currently is working on her third startup called Lemonlight, which is an LA-based company that produces branded video content at scale. Lemonlight has been honored in the Inc. 5,000 five years in a row, so she herself does know how to scale. So it's great to have you, Hope. Yeah, Bill, thanks so much. Really happy to be here and to talk to you. Our listeners haven't looked at your website yet, but I did. So I have a little idea, but they don't yet know who you serve. Yes. So our company works with brands of all sizes. I would say our sweet spot is a challenger brand. So mid-market companies um, who are interested in adding video content to their marketing channels or their sales channels, ultimately to get more customers. And you, you used a little title on those mid-market companies you called them challenger brands i did that's one of the so words that we use a lot of that's a problem that you've identified and solved so tell us about that yeah a lot of companies are they start to get a lot of traction they're really interested in taking their marketing efforts or their sales efforts to the next level in order to be able to compete with some of the more enterprise level brands so we've identified those as challenger brands so people who are already have a really good base they're already making a lot of traction in the market but they're ready to go to that next level so maybe you could share with us a case study or two that would demonstrate to our listeners how you take one of those challenger brands and move them through your process to where they become household names, if you will. Yeah. So one of my favorites was probably Drizzly. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Drizzly, but this was years ago. We started working with them, gosh, 2018, maybe uh, before they were more well-known, maybe 2019. And we created a series of ad spots for them, did a lot of A-B testing with them to figure out the content that was resonating best with their brand. And over time, they've continued to grow and grow. I think they were ultimately bought by Uber for quite a bit. A so, an ex weeks, huh? Yeah. Example of a company that came to us a little bit earlier on, we started working with them. And then over time, they continued to, to grow, hopefully in some part related to the content that we created for them. Now, talking about uh, uh, people that are trying to make a name for themselves, you've been doing that pretty successfully. But uh, in addition to your success and your awards, how else are you different from your competition, Hope? Yeah. So I think the way that we think about content creation is how do we make it as easy as possible? I think inherently creating videos um, for your brand is tough. There are so many decisions you have to make, so many small details that all have to come together in order for the production to go well and then ultimately bringing the piece together through editing. So the thing that we always talk about is how do we make it as easy as possible for the customer? So we do this in a lot of ways. 
first and foremost, we have some software that helps move the customer through every part of the journey. We also have a great team of resources here that are going to work one-on-one with all of our customers to make sure that we are helping guide them, not just, we're not just doing exactly what they ask. We're always engaging, understanding their goals, making sure we are connected with them to get them ultimately what they need to achieve those goals. I would imagine that this one-on-one hand-holding is is pretty important in the way that you are different, differentiate yourself. What does a typical competitor of yours do instead? So it's not that they're not highly involved. I think production historically, it, there's a lot of back and forth. I think the difference for us is how streamlined we've made the entire process, how process-driven it is inherently itself um, with us. So every single step is, it, it goes in order. It's always the same. We have every single detail covered. We're working with those customers one-on-one to make sure all of those pieces are coming together. The way that makes us different is how quickly we're able to do it. We can turn around very large commercials in, in days or a week or two when needed, where a lot of our competitors cannot do that. No, they're not very agile, I know. Tell us about how you went about building Lemonlight. Where did the idea come from? What are some of the major milestones that you've experienced along the way, I hope? Yeah, so we started Lemonlight with the idea that the small small and medium-sized business market needed more opportunities to advertise online. This was in 2014 when really the only solutions they had back then were like Groupon and Yelp, which people were having challenges with. So we said, all right, what is the most effective form of online advertising we can do? Turned out to be video, which was great because there was nobody offering video to that market at the time, but also challenging for the exact same reason. So we thought, all right, if we can make video content affordable and accessible, we think businesses will buy it. And we hit the ground running and we sold a whole bunch of videos that first month. And then we had to figure out how to build a business to make all those videos and get all those wheels going in the right direction. And that's how we started. We really started with a $12 Squarespace website and a free MailChimp account out of a bedroom and really tried to prove out the concept before we really invest a lot of time and resources into building the brand itself. So how has your, your team been assembled, Hope? What's, do you have a philosophy? Do you just look for the best and the brightest? What's your, tell us about your process. So our three core the words that we use every single day, our core values are happy, hungry, and humble. So every person that we interview, we lead with those thoughts. Are they happy? Are they going to be someone who comes in and adds life to the team? They're enjoyable to be around every day. They're going to, you know, be what we call fountains, not drains. Um, Hungry people who are always eager to learn more, especially as we've continued to grow pretty quickly over the years. You, You want people who are on board, who are excited for that growth. And then humble because nobody likes working with a jerk. Yeah, that's true. Now, I, I'm a big, gigantic fan in hiring from a core value standpoint. But I'm curious, have you ever found a superstar talent? They didn't quite fit and you hired them and then they have it blow up in your face? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. And we've had them on the team. And it's, it's, I, this is, I remember a few times early on, it's just so heartbreaking because you want it to work so bad because they are so talented or so good at their job. But when they're not the right fit, in the end, it doesn't matter. So it's not going to work out eventually. And I found that the sooner that you just come to terms with that and accept that and help shift them and want to maybe something different um, for themselves, the better everyone off it will be. 
it's a tough decision, yeah. especially when you're a young company and you feel like you have someone who's really uh, changing your company. It's challenging. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I don't usually ask that question, but I was, because you, you had just three core values that you shared with us and they were fantastic ones. I liked your fountain versus a drain. That was a beautiful little <laughs> analogy too. Continuing along with that thread, your business has been growing rocket ship fast. So share with us your management philosophy approach. How do you go about running your business on a on, a, on an annual and then on a day-to-day -day basis? Great question. This is something that we've learned over time. Years ago, even a couple years ago, I feel like we were very much building this, this was it building the plane while flying it, which was very hard. It felt very chaotic all the time because we were growing fast and trying to put the people in place that we needed to be able to support the growth, trying to figure out how to really balance supply and demand is the way I always think about it. Um, luckily, through that learning process, we did bring on some really fantastic people who helped us get a better grasp on how to build that foundation out in order to plan ahead. So these days, um, we use all of the tools. We do OKRs every quarter. We do quarterly business reviews. We are going on our uh, executive offsite next month where we're going to plan all of 20, 2024 and every single, as detailed as we can to try and get every everything figured out in advance. And of course, we try to remain flexible as we learn throughout the year, but it's been a big difference when we are planning in advance to try and understand what resources we're going to need, capital requirements, things like that. So what do you feel hope is holding you back right now? Hmm. I don't know. I feel really excited about where we are. I think coming out of COVID, the market was booming. I think a lot of people felt that. And that was a really exciting time. I think the shift that we started to feel towards the end of year last year was definitely a humbling experience, trying to understand, you know, first and foremost, learning that it wasn't just us that was generating all this growth. A lot of it had to do with the market. And then as that kind of started to shift, you know, really forcing us to get really smart and try and rethink the way that we're doing things, making sure that we're growing sustainably. And I don't know if that's holding us back, but it's definitely a difference between now and, you know, I would say a year ago. But yeah, I feel really lucky where we are. I think we have really exciting plans next year and I feel pretty confident that we're going to be able to achieve them. Oh, excellent. Good. Uh, I think you were potentially going to have a gift for our listeners number one, or part A, and then part B, in addition to potentially a gift uh, for them, uh, how else can they get a hold of you, Hope? Yes. If you want to check out our website, it's lemonlight.com, L-E-M-O-N-L-I-G-H-T. You can also email us anytime at hello at lemonlight.com. Those actually come right to me, and then I will put them in the right direction. But also, we've created a landing page just for this podcast that is uh, offers 10% off to all of your listeners. So if you have any video needs in the next couple of months, definitely take advantage of that. I think it's a great opportunity. Now, do you remember the URL? I have it written down if you don't. Livinglight.com slash BBS podcast dash podcast. And actually you had it in the subdomain called learn. So I have learn.lemonlight.com oh, slash BBS dash podcast. 
Perfect. Thank you for, yeah. for reminding me. I was you know, looking at it right before, but I didn't commit as welcome. I know that you're not focused on landing pages in your brain <laughs> on an hourly basis, day-to-day, instant basis. Hey, Hope, look, I have asked you several questions, but I probably have one that you were thinking, Bill should be asking me such and such a question. So if there is such a question, what is it? And then what is the answer? Oh, gosh. I think... I think a question that I think about a lot is like when you're growing a company or growing a team, what is what are those important characteristics or traits that you have as an individual? And I think the one that I don't hear very often is patience. You do hear grit, you hear empathy, you hear tenacity. All of those things are true, <laughs> undoubtedly. But I think the biggest thing is patience. I think whenever you're growing a company, especially if it's your first time kind of entering these new growth stages, you have to be so patient because you're going to be learning so much for yourself and then also watching and helping your team grow. A lot of times you have to figure things out a couple of times in order to do it, the, in order to figure out the right way to do something and then also remind other people a few times. And I feel like patience is a virtue that's not talked about enough when growing a company. Yes, indeed. And probably will never go away. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> Hope, thanks for sharing your uh, time and your wisdom with us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Bill. I really appreciate it. It's been great talking to you. Everybody, let's focus on the single fact that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first establishing a visionary strategy, second, using a management system to execute that strategy. And number three, leveraging high-performance teams. Now, you can get your hands on the keys to those three. Just go to getbillsgift.com. Thanks for listening. Hope, thanks for sharing your time with us today. Much appreciated. Yes, thanks so much, Bill.